0: is about to set somebody free, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that this week, O God, is prepared for somebody here in the name of Jesus. Any agenda of the enemy, trying, thinking, planning, against you will not materialize. No matter what the enemy does, it will not work. In the name of Jesus. Somebody, your steps are being ordered by the Lord. Mandaribo Santa. Father, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, somebody say, amen. 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 All right, so last week we started looking at something very interesting God in man. And uh, I have this burden so much that I want us to continue with what we started last week. Daniel, please, can you do something about it? The noise. Alright, let's read Job chapter 7 verse 17. God in man. God in man. Job chapter 7 verse 17. What is man that you think so highly of him and pay so much attention to him. What is man that you make so much of him that you give him so much attention? This scripture, by extension, is saying, What is man? What claim? as one so weak and fragile and short-lived, to remember it like this. What is there in man that entitles him to so much notice? Why has God conferred on him so much honor? Why has he placed him over the works of his hands? Why has he made so much arrangement for his comfort? Do you see yourself in here? Why has he done so much to save him? Why so much honor has been conferred on him? And why such dominion over the world has been given Unto him. What is man? Then David amplifies it in Psalm 139, verse 14. He says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. All right. This one says, I will praise you because I have been. what? Markably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know this very well. Wow. I have another version here. It says, I praise you because you are to be feared and all to do is strange and wonderful. I know it with all my heart. The word heart there also stands for your spirit. So we can sum it up and say that I praise you Lord because you have wonderfully and complexly and powerfully made me. For my spirit knows very well. In other words, what David is saying, the revelation of who the man is, is revealed to my spirit. It is my spirit that knows that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It is my spirit. Why? Because when you got born again, it was your spirit that got born again. So in my spirit, I know that I'm fearfully made. In my spirit, I know that I am wonderfully made. In my spirit, I know that God is with me. The Holy Spirit confirms it when he says that. He witnessed with our spirit that we are what? We are sons of God. So no matter what is happening around me, inside my spirit, I know that what? I am a son and I am a daughter of God. Jesus told Peter, this revelation that you have about me, being the son of God, was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. But it was revealed to you by my father, who is a spirit. Therefore, you are confirming what is inside your spirit. So me being fearfully and wonderfully made is revealed in my spirit. So far as my spirit is concerned, it is well with me. So far as my spirit is concerned, I am well, I am protected. Everything is going well with me. So far as my spirit is concerned. Why? Because my spirit knows very well. Hello. It is my spirit that knows. And Job also adds his own to it. In Job chapter 32, verse 8, he says, But there is a spirit within man. Or to make it this way, there is a spirit within a man, the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them what? intelligence. But there is a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty gives him what? Understanding. I have understanding because of the spirit that is inside of me. It is the spirit inside of me that gives me spiritual intelligence. So where everyone sitting here, if you are a born again believer, that spirit that we are talking about is inside of you. Amen. And let's look at how Paul also summed it up. In First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. He says, now, somebody say now. We have received not the spirit of this world. But the spirit which is of God. Where is that spirit? It is inside of you. That we might do what? Know the things that are freely given unto us of God. Hello? So the purpose of the spirit inside of you is to reveal unto you what God has made available unto you. That is why my spirit knows that I am well. Even though my body contradicts my spirit, but in my spirit, I know I am well. But the body will be saying otherwise. But so far as I am concerned, it is well with me. Now, when What the spirit is saying contradicts how the body feels, how the body sees. A situation is created called identity crisis. Hello? Because my spirit knows that I am well, but my my body says that can't you feel that you are safe? a contradict. And this is a major issue in the body of Christ. Unfortunately, the church has not helped that much. Because we rely so much on experience. We rely so much on what we see, how we feel, than what is written in the word. There must be a time where what your spirit speaks, your body will respond accordingly. When your spirit says that I am well, the physical body may not be, but the physical body responds to what the spirit is saying so that the two of them will go together. That is when you receive and manifest the healing in your body. The enemy knows he cannot attack your spirit. But he can influence your body. So he will influence your body so that your body will not respond to the language of your spirit. So there is identity crisis. Identity is so important, my dear sister and my dear brother, to the believer, to the child of God. A friend of mine told me an incident that happened to her brother. I just want to cite it so that we come to the point of identity. She said the brother went to Circle to buy something. So when he had finished buying, he was going to the station to pick a car. He got there and somebody from somewhere shouted there he is. This is the man. And suddenly people from all angles gathered around this young man and started beating him. Was wondering what is happening? why are you beating him? Nobody was willing to listen to him because somebody had wrongly identified him as a thief. So, they decided to beat him well, well. Got to a point they put tie on him, ready to set him up. Then suddenly, somebody wearing soldier's uniform appeared And shouted, I know him. Stop beating him. That was how the guy got saved. The soldier did not need to fight. All he had to do was to what? Identify him that I know him because amongst all the people, they had a wrong identity about the guy. So they were motivated to beat him. But this guy came out and said, I know him. Stop beating him. He is not a thief. That is the the, the power of identity. That was the only thing that saved the guy. So if the sister is sharing this and she will be crying, that if it had not been for that man, my brother would have died. If it had not been for Christ, the enemy would have put wrong identity on us and we would be beaten by all manner of things. But thank God, Christ found us and he said, stop what you are doing, devil. I know him. He is mine. He belongs to me. Stop beating him and stop pushing him down. So, if we are going through identity crisis, not knowing how things are, not knowing exactly what to do, it is an avenue for the enemy to to do all kinds of things around us because we don't know. It's very interesting. As believers... Today, we are told, you will lose your salvation. Tomorrow, you are told, go and fast and pray so that you will regain your salvation. Then you are confused. What is, what is that? The next day, somebody will tell you, you got to fight and defend yourself from some, somebody's sins over some years back in your family, then you are confused. What is it? Am I supposed to be fighting and, uh, and then fighting for somebody's sin, some generational sin somewhere? Then we are confused. We don't know our stance. We are not called to fight generational sins and generational curses. Those ones were handled effectively by Jesus. But it is something that is all over the place. And it keeps us in fear. When you take a step, you are wondering, this one, is it this or is that? And it is interesting that believers, most of believers, when you ask them, when you die today, will you go to heaven or hell?" They will tell you, I don't know, God knows. It is identity crisis. I thought that matter was settled by Christ. And it became effective when you became born again. So as a believer, you must know that if I die today, I will either go to heaven or I will go to hell. All kinds of things are going around. That is why I said the church has not been very effective in this area. Instead of liberating people, we are rather pushing them into things, making them feel that, well, I have to do something so much in order to come to the point where I will be accepted by God. You don't need to work for God's acceptance. He has accepted you as a child There was this old man, he was arrested because he was, he was about to blow himself and kill others, as we normally call suicide bombing. So when they arrested him, they were questioning, me. said, why do you want to kill yourself? Do you know that if you should miss your target... You yourself, you will die. He said, yes, I know. That is why I want to do it. He says, why do you want to do that? His answer was simple. It is the way by which I will meet my prophet. And I will do anything to meet my prophet. What has happened to this guy? They have been trained, instructed, thoughts. They have been coached over the years and their minds and hearts have been programmed that the way by which we can meet our prophet is by this way. It is called indoctrination. They have been indoctrinated so much that nothing will stop them From doing that, because they have been told that this is the way we can meet our prophet. However, in the minds of those that are teaching them, it is not. They want to retaliate. They want to pay back. But to the guy who is going to do it, they have been told that if you die this way, you are going to meet your prophet. And he is willing to do that. He walks around with that kind of identity. If I should die in this way, I'm going to meet my prophet. Who doesn't want to meet the prophet that he has been reading in books and all of that? He wanted to do that. How about us believers? How about us Christians? How well do we know what we profess to belong to? Are we willing to go to that extent based on the information that I have? Or anything comes our way and it throws us to the right, to the left, just like that. These people have received information and instruction. In some quarters, you call it, they have been brainwashed. So nothing, you cannot say anything that will, will, will agree with what they believe. And as believers, we must come to a place where what we have received, what we have learned in the word of God, dominates everything around us. So that if the enemy comes with another gospel, another doctrine, we will stand and say that this one, I don't know it. This one has nothing to do with me. This one, I will not follow this one. Why? Because I have the accurate information about God. Therefore, I will say this and I will say it anywhere. The most important thing for the believer, for the believer, is knowledge. Hello? It is knowledge. It is knowledge. It is knowledge. Indoctrination is the art of teaching a doctrine, principle, with a specific point of view. So to that old man, his specific point of view was that I'm going to die and I will meet my prophet. What is the specific point of view for the believer? What is your specific point of view? Or oh, you are going by what people are saying? How about us? Identification is the fundamental key to growth. For any person to grow, he must come to a place of identification. It is found in the accurate precise knowledge of who we are and what belongs to us in Christ. Hello. Am I communicating? Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. I love this one. Philemon 1 6. Okay. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. For my version, it says, my prayer is that our fellowship with you as believers will bring us into a deeper understanding of every blessing which we have in our life in union with Christ. That's the prayer of Paul. My deepest prayer is that our fellowship, together as believers. So one of the benefits we get when we come together as believers is that we deepen our understanding of what we have in Christ. It says that that is my desire that we will understand every blessing. It didn't say some. Every blessing which we have in our life as a result of unioning with Christ. How deep is your understanding? There's a song that says that how deep is your love? How deep is your understanding of the blessings that you have in Christ? How deep? I believe that if your understanding is that deep, you will handle identity crisis so easily. If anybody brings anything around because you have this understanding, you will tell the person, I know what I have. But that is not the case. So we are suffering, going through all kinds of things, putting all manner of things on our heads and all kinds of things in our prayer time because of this fear that we have, this kind of crisis that we have. He says, my prayer is that your understanding will be deeper. And this morning, somebody's understanding will be deeper. Now, watch, watch this one. When the unbeliever hears of the message of Christ, what comes to the unbeliever? Faith. The unbeliever needs that faith to take the step so that Christ can take over that person. So when we preach the message of Christ to the unbeliever, faith comes, that enables him to take that step to be saved. However, to the believer, when we hear the message of Christ, it is not faith that comes. Hello? Okay, let's read Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes from hearing the what? The message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. Hello. Hello. Now, somebody will say that, well, this is, yes, this is it. But it is for, when you you start reading from verse 14 to verse 17, you will understand that this portion, the Bible, was referring to the unbeliever. They need this message so that they can receive. However, for the believer, when we receive like we are receiving now, what comes to the believer when he hears the gospel of Christ preach is knowledge. Why? Because you are in faith. That is why our belief sometimes is referred to as what? The Christian faith. So when I become born again, I am in faith. When I hear the message of Christ, it is receiving knowledge about the faith that I have come in, so that the faith that I have can become effective and effectual in manifestation. Hello? So what comes to the believer is knowledge. Knowledge about what? About the faith that you have. What I am talking about is about the fact that you are a believer and you are receiving information. This information is meant to increase our knowledge about the person that we have believed in, isn't it? Isn't it? All right. So, the moment that knowledge becomes effective in the life of the believer, his faith becomes effective. That is why the Bible says that faith without words is what is dead. To the believer, your faith must produce words. How does that happen? You receive knowledge about the faith so that you can put your faith into action so that you can get some results. When the accurate realities of Christ are revealed to the believer, it makes his faith effectual. When the believer does not get this, That is where identity crisis set in. That is where you believe all manner of things. The Bible says what? We should what? Test all what? Spirit. Why? You are a spirit. And there is a spirit inside of you that confirms that you are a child of God. So if you hear anything contrary, you got to test it. And you have to prove it. Hello. Somebody you are getting out of confusion. You are not in doubt. You are not confused. You are not in lack of assurance. Because in Christ, there is no confusion in Christ. There is no doubt in Christ. There is no lack of assurance. I, am not ass- I'm, I don't have the assurance in Christ. It does not prevail. Why? You have the mind of Christ. If the symptoms of confusion start walking around you, speak to it and tell yourself, I cannot be confused because I have the accurate, the precise, the definite, the full assurance of the truth about Christ. I cannot. Unfortunately, we have a lot of these identity crises in the Old Testament. And some also in the New Testament. You can talk about Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 2, Abraham went to God and said, But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? The one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus. When the believer start questioning God in this manner, it is identity crisis. Oh God, when? Oh God, why? Oh God, so having to see. Oh God, when will I receive it? Oh God, this. Oh God, why? It is a state of identity crisis because you are not sure, but you must be sure in Christ. Hello? I know we go through that, but from today, tell yourself it is not about God, why, God, when. It is about standing on His promises. Claiming that which belongs to me. I know about his promises. So I go directly to his promises. Hello. God, I have served you severally. I have been faithful. Abraham was relying on his experience instead of the word that has been written. And most of the time, we rely on our experience because that is what we see with our eyes. That is what we feel in our body. But what is the spirit inside of you saying? What is the spirit saying? I hear the spirit saying that you are healed. I hear the spirit saying that my daughter, it is well with you and it will be well with you. I hear the Spirit saying that I'm going to order your steps in the right direction. I hear the Spirit saying, hold on. Victory is coming. What is the Spirit saying? And look at what God did in Genesis chapter 15 verse 5. He took him outside. And said, look up at the heavens and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Moses, sorry, Abraham was asking for one. But God said, come out and see. I am not giving you one. I am not giving you two. I am giving you plenty Come out. That is the picture I have about you. Come out of that identity crisis. Come out and I will show you your true picture. Abraham, come out and look. This morning God is telling somebody that is going through challenges. Come out and look. That is the picture that I have about you. Where do you look? You look into his word. So my true picture is in his word, not about what I am experiencing. Yes, it is tough time, it is difficult moment, but that is not my identity. That cannot be my label. My label is what God is saying. Abraham, come out. I want to show you something. And in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5, God said, No longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. I have made you, I have made you, I have made you father of many nations. When Abraham accepted this fact, the Bible says that it was credited unto him as what? As righteousness. The Bible again says that. Abraham did not consider the what? The weakness of his body. What did he do? He considered what God has said, which is in his spirit. So the spirit was active, the body was weak. And Abraham said that this is what my spirit is saying. Therefore, my body, you will respond to what my spirit is saying. Body, you may be weak, but you are going to give birth. Whatever is used to give birth is done, but you are going to get up again. You are going to rise again. Because I see it and I feel it in my spirit that you have to give birth. Therefore, we will give birth. And when that settled in the heart of Abraham, within a year, Isaac came out. Somebody, something is coming out. Allow the accuracy of his word, of who he is in you, to settle in your spirit. And that which you are believing God for will come because your spirit will bring it into manifestation. You can talk about Gideon. The Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon in Judges chapter 6 verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. Gideon looked at the angel and said, My friend, you can't be serious. You are not talking about me. And look at how Gideon was responding. Judges chapter 6 verse 13. But Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders and our fathers told us about what and all of that, the things he did in Egypt and everything. If God was with us, why are we going through all this? It is called identity crisis. He said he will be with you. Where? Everywhere. You may not feel him, but he said he will be with you. Gideon was saying, why are you calling me mighty man? I don't have any mightiness about me. The truth of the matter is that the angel was referring to what was in his spirit. What was in his spirit. You are a mighty woman, but outside it looks like it's nothing. That is not your identity. Your identity is the product that is inside of you. Hello. Then God told Gideon, Arise and go in this your might. Arise and go in this your strength. Somebody arise. And go in this your strength. I am battling with a lot of things. But I will arise and go in my mind. Which is the spirit that is inside of me. And that is the point that I want us believers to come to. Children of God. We must come to a point where we tell ourselves, I know that there is some mightness inside of me. It does not matter what I am hearing. And it does not matter what my body is feeling. If my spirit says yes, it is yes. If my spirit confirms it, it is so. Somebody, you got to come out of this Identity crisis. You have to come out. How do you do that? Knowledge. And where? In the word of God. Spend time to study. And show yourself. What? A Christian. A believer. Who is not ashamed. But rightly dividing the word of what? Truth. Why? Because the word is truth. But if we don't, we go out there and we hear all kinds of things. And we bring it into the Christian And we confirm that this is it. What have you learned in the word of God? You must be able to stand and say that this one cannot be A believer's thing. This cannot be a Christian thing. We must be able to do that. And as I end it, I want us to read something very important. Very, very powerful. I love this one. Acts chapter 7, verse 23. Now, when... He was 40 years old. It came into his spirit to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. We are talking about Moses here. He says that when he was 40 years, when, it is said that life begins at 40, right? When he was 40 years, it came into his heart. In other words, it came into his spirit to visit his brethren. Don't forget that Moses was in the house of where? Of Pharaoh. Because that is where he grew up. So how come at the age of 40, it came into his spirit to visit his brethren? It was not the Egyptian by the children of Israel. Something might have happened. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he grew up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What did Moses do? He refused the identity of who? Pharaoh's daughter. Moses grew in the house of Pharaoh. But watch this. You know that it was his own mother who took him and then did what? Train him. And when he got to a certain age, he was presented to who? I want to believe that in those moments, anytime the mother waits for him, as the mother is breastfeeding, taking care of him, then the mother will be speaking to him. The mother was giving him the solid foundation that, listen, my son, you may be in the house of Pharaoh, but that is not your identity. You are going to stay with them, but that is not your identity. You belong to the people of God. I want to tell you that she gave Moses the history and everything. So the foundation of Moses was solid. So in the house of Pharaoh, he received everything the best of education, the best of everything. But in his spirit, he knew he was what? the son of God, he belonged to the house of Israel. So the Bible says that when he came to maturity, he refused. It was an intentional, deliberate, conscious effort to refuse to be identified with Pharaoh. I have chosen that I'm going to be identified with Christ. I am willing to go through all the pain I want to be identified with Christ. Son of God and daughter of God. Today, I want you to take a deliberate and a conscious attempt, action, that today I refuse any label that has been labeled me. I refuse any identity that they are trying to put on me Because of where I am coming from, I refuse anything that they are trying to tie on me based on what people are saying. In my spirit, I know I'm a child of God. He refused and he went and joined his people. Then, that was where his purpose, that God had destined for him, came into fusion. God was waiting on him to take that decision. He took that decision and said, Moses, now I know I can use you. Come and let me use you. Somebody, you had to take that decision. Wherever you are, I want you to rise on your feet and tell yourself, I have been labeled. My identity is unknown. But today, I know in my spirit that I'm a child of God. I refuse any form of label that has been put on me all kinds of label has been put on the child of God no, refuse it you have been labeled that because of where you are coming from everybody dies at the age of 40 and you are approaching 40 years and you are afraid, you cannot be afraid, tell yourself I refuse that label and they are telling you that in your house people don't mind when they marry then they default then you also entertaining that tell yourself I am a child of God I have the spirit of God I refuse that label somebody will tell you okay because your father did not build therefore you too you will not build tell yourself I will build I will not build when I am old I will build in my youth. I refuse that label. That cannot be my identity. That cannot be your identity. And then you have been told that, okay, nobody gets the best of education, and so you are limited in your life. Tell yourself, I refuse to tell us that in Christ Jesus we have come to freedom. Refuse that label. I refuse that label. I remember in school we used to have this friend you know they said the front we are jokers. So this guy we called him He's called Kofi, and we added Zongo to it, so we called him Kofi Zongo. You call him Kofi Zongo, yeah, Kofi Zongo, yeah. Ah, but one day, we were calling him Kofi Zongo, Kofi Zongo. We called Kofi Zongo, Kofi Zongo. He said, I am not called Kofi Zongo. We call him Kofi Zongo. He will be looking into your face. You are calling him Kofi Zongo. He says, what well, are you calling me? I am not called Kofi Zongo. He refused to be called Kofi Zongo. So we have to be forced to now call him Kofi. Somebody refuses, it. Say, you cannot call me Kofi Zongo. You cannot call me Ama Zongo. You cannot call me Adwa Zongo. I am Ama, I am Adwa in Christ. Label is not your label. Ah! That you are labeled that, hey, nothing good will come and then you are, fed. oh, nothing. That is not your label. Abraham, by faith, he refused. Child of God, refuse by faith. In the name of Jesus. Father I pray for somebody I pray for somebody right here any label that is not identical with yours today we refuse it in the name of Jesus somebody has been put in a cage and they are telling you that this is where this is how far you can go beyond this cage and you are limited in the cage but today by our faith we break that cage in the name of Jesus somebody you have been put in the cage that when you dream all kinds of things are happening in your dream tell yourself that cannot be my label the Bible tells us that your sleep will be sweet today I declare that your sleep will be sweet in the name of Jesus I'm getting tired I'm getting tired I'm getting tired of Christians that are labeled and then oh my God that will not be your story that will not be your story Your spirit confirms who you are. Somebody lift up your hand and say, Father, I thank you for who I am. I thank you that you've been in me. I know who I am. I refuse every label that is not identical to you. In the name of Jesus. Is who you are in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you. Somebody, you are being set free in the name of Jesus. Somebody, you are being set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I give you praise. Let your spirit begin to speak
1: and let your
0: body conform to your spirit in the name of Jesus. I bring healing to your body in the name of Jesus because in your spirit you are healed. I bring a miracle into your life because miracles, signs will follow you in the name of Jesus. You are, you are relieved. You are set free. Go out there and excel In Jesus' name. Somebody, I appreciate God. La journée